Feel the pulse of the city. Feel the beat of the drum. Feel the bass blow your hair. In Las Vegas, live music delivers much more than sound. It's where music comes alive. With artists like Megan Thee Stallion, Maroon 5, Carrie Underwood, Shania Twain, Babyface, Lionel Richie, and many more. Every show is a playground for your senses. See the full summer lineup at visitlasvegas.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line podcast network. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center. Family owned and operated. A no pressure laid back atmosphere and always home of the free maintenance for life. This is the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next, your new favorite beer with zero carbs, now available to you. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. Kudos for naming your son Ty, T-Y-E, just like I spell my name. There aren't many T-Y-E's out there. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. I mean, KJ's a man. Y'all like him? I do. <laughs> He's a leader, so confident. I lost some weight. The other day, I popped him in the gut, and he said, oh, you hurt your hands, you know? <laughs> when you get older, you say stuff, and then you, when you say it, you look at them, they go, they have no idea who you're talking about, you know? So I popped him, and I said, who do you think, you're Fabio or somebody? After practice, I sent him a picture of Fabio. I said, you know... <laughs> remember that football is fun and you can tell Sam Pittman was having fun at the Little Rock Touchdown Club earlier this week there are so many different things that he just had the crowd rolling and we got a few of them that we're going to play this morning but Tommy we've we've talked a lot of depth charts and analytics and minutia and stuff and and I just kind of want to have fun today I know it's a what's your beef Wednesday but i Kind of just want to relax a little bit today, if that's all right with you. <laughs> be fine with me because uh, I'm looking forward to the to the fun of football. I think fun for fans is uh, you know is winning. I think winning's fun for for everyone. I'm looking forward to uh, to having some fun. Was it 17 days, big guy? Yes, 17, 17 days, days man. man. The Bud Light countdown keeps getting shorter and shorter. Hey, we're brought to you this morning by Farm Credit. You know what's not fun? It's your interest rate going up, and that means your payments going up. You have a loan with a variable balloon interest rate. The rising cost of interest, that's no fun at all. What is fun is locking in a long-term fixed rate so you don't know, you don't have to worry. You don't have to any concerns about uh, payments changing over the life of your loan. Farm Credit can help you with that with long-term fixed rates. That's peace of mind. That's fun and economic changing times that we have right now. Talk to a farm credit office near you. MyAgLender.com. That's MyAgLender.com. Farm Credit. Ty is an equal housing lender. Ball is still fun. Uh, yes. Sir. Yes. No. No. Sir. Uh, well, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is uh, it? No, not by now. No, it's not fun anymore. No. Not even a little bit. 
No. Make up your mind. No, no. Think, since you're thinking, now go on, think. No, Is no. it fun? No, sir. No. No, sir. No, sir. Absolutely not? Zero fun, sir. All right, listen up. I'm Coach Boone. I'm going to tell you all about how much fun you're going to have this season. Oh, man. One of the all-time quotes with him and Petey. Tommy, going to games, planning trips, getting the boys back together, guys that you haven't seen in five years, ten years, fifteen years, an anniversary of sorts. I think this season's the perfect opportunity to do it. We've talked about how great this home schedule is this year. And for so many fans, it's just good to be back and closer to football. See, you heard the excitement in Sam's voice this week, man. He is just, he's elated about what's ahead of him. He made jokes at the schedule, someone trying to fire him for a third consecutive year. But you can just tell He's ready to be back in Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium. You know, I think uh, fans, you know, you talk about just uh, seeing people in the tailgates and, you know, it kind of made me think about, you know, when you got season tickets, and I, I think this is true in any sport, you have people that you only see at the football stadium, but they become friends. And maybe their seats have been right in front or behind or next to yours for 10 years or something like that. But the only time you may see those folks, and they're, and they're the ones you high-five after the – the big KJ pass, hopefully to, you know, pick pick a guy. Trey Knox, Hazelwood, any of those guys this year. Satania, you know, those are the guys you're going to high-five. Those are the ones you're going to hug after a big play. You may only see them in that stadium, you know, five or six times a year. But they're like they're like family. They're like your trusted sidekick for three hours, five or six times a year. That, I think that's uh, one of the things you like about the renewal of fall and, and football season is seeing – you know, seeing faces and people that, you know, football will only bring you around sometimes. You know, and I, on that note, I consider Charles Ballantyne a friend. I've sat next to him twice, even though he probably considers me a nuisance. But he, when Mississippi State missed that field goal, the third field goal of that game last year, and I was sitting next to him up there, I just immediately, we immediately looked at each other and high-fived. And I'm like, I'm high-fiving Charles Ballantyne after Arkansas, the guy that beat Michael Jordan and the guy that I'm sitting in front of as a fan. This It was it was such a fun experience, and I, I think what you just said, I remember my, my grandpa and grandma had season tickets and were Razorback Foundation members for a number of years, and we would sit in their seats when they couldn't come up to games, and their friends who are 60, 70 years old when my brother and I are 16, 17, and 18 treated us like family. It's just one of those things where it doesn't matter your race, religion, gender, you're sitting next to someone in that stadium that's wearing cardinal red, then you're going to be friends no matter what. It's just how it is inside of Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium. I could not agree more. Yeah, I think that's just part of uh, part of the fun of college football. I know I've talked to a lot of people that, you know, hey, I've sat in these same seats. Even when the foundation gave you a chance to maybe improve your seats, I know people didn't move their seats because they loved the people they sat around. I know when People got displaced because of baseball and kind of their new ticketing policy. Uh, that was heartbreaking for some people to, to know that, hey, these people I've sat with since the late 90s or the early 2000s that uh, have all had their seats kind of together for, you know, for that camaraderie and fellowship, you know, that, that's part of the fun. So I know when some of them got moved, they didn't, you know, that was, that was one of the, the, the great disappointments. It wasn't just the, the prices. So I think that's just part of it. The people you tell, you know, I think the same thing is true outside the stadium, where you tailgate, where you park. You know, it's just, we get into routines a lot of times. You do the same thing, but you build those relationships. That's the fun part of, what, what is it, 17 days away being um, 
being back around those people, you know, and uh, I think there's just there's kind of a football family you get. Uh, it's just, I, and I think I don't think that's just unique to Arkansas or the Razorbacks. I think there's probably a lot of fan bases that share that same story. That hey, my my spot at Roadhog Park's the you know next to the same people every year, and they y'all have this you know have a, a big kickoff dinner or whatever on Friday nights. You know, there's a lot of those stories going to be over there at Roadhog Park here in a couple weeks. And it's not just Arkansas football. It's high school football that there's benefit games that we've had start this week. I know there's a couple rivalry games that will kick off the season. It, it, it's not – we a lot of times get sucked in to Arkansas football and college football and SEC football. But for almost all of you listening this morning, high school football touches you in some way or form. Maybe it's your grandson. Maybe it's your granddaughter that's on the cheerleading team or one of the two is in the band. You go to a high school football game in northwest Arkansas, in south Arkansas, central Arkansas, in eastern Arkansas. Maybe it's the Jonesboro Hurricanes or the Little Rock Christian Warriors or the Harrison Goblins or the Fayetteville Purple Dogs. That's something that you look forward to. For some of you, Tommy... You can attest to this as a referee. Some people look more forward to high school football hey, season than they do the Razorbacks. I can tell you this. I mean, I talk regularly to the guys on my crew, uh, but I got to see them last night because you mentioned one of them benefit games. And I got to be t- together with the boys last night, and, man, was that a lot of fun. So, no, I know you're exactly right. There's, you know, and I have a, a bit of a different perspective than probably most, but – I think everybody can understand the sentiment. So, I mean, that, that's exactly right, Ty. And I want to you, – you talk about these relationships you form. I got season tickets for the first time, wanted to get that going, and hopefully we'll have a good good old boys section right around us because I'd like to in 50 years – how old am I? I'm 27. What does that make me? Well, that make me 77. When I'm 77, I still have those same seats, and hopefully the the, the people that are sitting next to me are still alive and are still wanting to sit next, sit next to me, Tommy. We'll see. We'll, I get sick be, after a year. Hopefully, you'll be married by then. That's the thing. Oh, I hope uh, so too. That's the thing we're taking odds on this morning. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet use our promo code believe 50 to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit that's believe b-l-e-a-v 50 that's believe b-l-e-a-v 5-0 bet online where the game starts first western bank we are more than just a bank we are your partner for all your financial services First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Getting you going on a What's Your Beef Wednesday. Chuck, as we welcome you into the program, I told Tommy, I don't know what I'm going to beef about today because I'm in a pretty good mood. Got some good sleep last night. 
How's your week been so far? Not bad. What time did you go to bed? What time did a party guy like you go to bed last oh, night? Oh, man. You know me. Just partied till about 8.55 last wow, night. And then, wow. Uh, <laughs> took a couple of, uh, what are those things called? Gummies. The, uh, Ooh, well, not, wow. Well, <laughs> okay. Going, stop the All show. All right. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear more it's, about this. That's, gummies, huh? That's, yeah. that's <laughs> medically legal, <laughs> right? I don't know. No, what are those things called? Not Xanax gummies. The uh, melatonin. melatonin gummies. Yeah. <laughs> you know who else? Kind of a difference yeah, there. Just one the, you get at Walmart, one you maybe get somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> so well, that's, the, uh, that, that's the extent. Now, Chuck, this next week, now... You'll be able to, I, I think the show next week will be a lot better because I'll be out of town. But I'll, I'll send you some pictures of our excursions next week in uh, Santa Rosa Beach. I I got to make sure that I drink. I don't drink coffee, Chuck, but I'm going to have to drink it, not next week, but the following week to wake me up that next Monday. That's going to be a, a weekend full of just idiocy on the highest of all high courts. You know, uh, Ty doesn't go to Gulf Shores. He goes to Santa Rosa yeah. Beach. All those rednecks. There's but. a there's a difference. <laughs> Let me tell you, there's a difference. Yeah, well, I, I, know I hope you have a good time. Yeah, I hope so too. Is. Oh, here right. we go. About eighteen hundred for the week. Yeah, on the, yeah. On the condo. yeah. I was going to say <laughs> two hour drive and eighteen hundred more dollars. <laughs> yeah. Well, boys, we got lucky sometimes when. And I know you're going to say, "Well, has private school friends in Little Rock." This is actually a Jonesboro kid, and I don't know why his parents thought it was a good idea to let fourteen of us stay at their beach house, but they cleared it. So when they, when you get some, when you get an opportunity like that, you you grab the bull by the uh, the not not just the horns, you grab them by the 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 down under, and you just ride along, man. You just go go go, and uh, we're gonna see what happens next week. Hopefully, okay, I'll make it back in right. one piece. Go get them, sport. I'll do our best. All right, so we uh, Chuck, we opened the show this morning talking about. Sam Pittman, and uh, man, he was on fire this week. We've graduated 100% of our football team again. Uh, we've done that every year. Yeah. I wish I could take credit for that. That's not me. I, it, hell, it took me six years to graduate, you know. <laughs> but I got a strong PE degree out of it, you know. <laughs> Anybody, don't show of hands, anybody enjoy college as much as me? So Sam enjoyed himself at Pittsburgh State. Is it the Gorillas? That's the mascot, Pittsburgh guys? Pittsburgh State Gorillas. Okay. That's, uh, I, I think I'd like to hang out with Sam Pittman in college, fellas. You know, I, I think the thing about him is he tells stories that are relatable. Everybody in that audience um, can relate. To Sam Pittman, and I think that's the thing that made him a hit from the moment he got here. Is he's got a quality for somebody? You know, there, there there's some quality he has that touches seemingly everybody in our state. Now, you know, <laughs> he understands this as well as anyone. You got to win ball games for all that stuff to continue to be funny. That's just kind of how it works, and he knows that, but. Hey, Pittman's a funny guy. I mean, he's always been this way. When he was on Bielema's staff, he was the funniest guy on the staff. And uh, um, it's a little different now because he's the head coach. And But his timing's good. You know, he can deliver the zinger when he's in front of a crowd. So um, Pittman's, uh, Pittman's an entertaining guy. Tommy, you know what always cracked me up about Sam is when we had those interviews with the different position coaches, he'd ask, and he'd always ask, he wanted to be very open about it. He's like, guys, y'all care if I take my shoes off 
and he just he'd sit out in one of those chairs and we'd gather around because as Chuck just said he was the most entertaining and for the next 15 20 minutes you you just kind of let him hear him spill the beans a little bit and, and most and of the time learn about, you'd learn about football too yes he uh He'd give you that, but I, I just think like you, you, you talk, Chuck. You talk about guys that connect. All you got to do is look at that Kerr's light pick at halftime of their spring game or whatever it was. He's just sitting there with his helmet and he's got a Kerr's light next to him. Everyone's like, oh, so this is what this guy was like in school. And he well, here's the games. deal on that. Here's the deal on that. He's got the picture in his office. He was uh, back at an alumni game and he'd hurt his knee his last year of college. And, you know, they didn't have rehab programs at Pittsburgh State like they do other places. So, basically, he was, you know, he was left to heal on his own. So, he's at the alumni game. And I think he said he played one play. And so, he sat back there on the bench. And they got the picture with the Coors Light in there. And that's kind of how it all went down. But, um, you know, he's just got that personality that everybody can, uh, you know, everybody can relate to. We used to have a defensive coordinator, great SEC coordinator, not just here but other places, Joe Lee Dunn. And Joe Lee would set out on the steps of the Boyle Center in the afternoon on the spring days when it was sunny, and he'd wear shorts and no shoes. And he'd just you'd drive by the Boyle Center, and you'd see Joe Lee Dunn just kind of sitting out there. And um, so there are all kinds of quirky personalities in this business. I think about – you talk about just sitting outside the Broil Center. Whenever I go to Fayetteville, I always have to stop by Donald W. Reynolds Racerback Stadium. And I got friends in Springdale, Rogers, Benville, and I'll kind of go all over the place. But there's some there's some guys that just kind of sit outside in that parking lot. And I know it's changed over the years and the outlook of that stadium. But you just kind of sit there and either go back on memories or try to – vividly imagine what's going to happen inside of that stadium this year oh we've all done it whether it's september or october or it's march or april or the middle of summer one of the things about that stadium that opening that's always been there in the uh in the north end zone i guess that'd be what the northeast corner we always stop because you can see into the stadium you may be months or a hundred days from the season but if you don't live in fayetteville you know i'll take a little detour through town and, and venture up there just to look in and now with those hog statues, Chuck, I think it becomes more of a favor. But I've, well, done, I've done that dozens of times just to, hey, what's going on at the stadium when I know there's nothing going on at the stadium? I can tell you from having an office there for many years that um, people do that every day. Yeah. That happens it. every day. Yeah. Um, it is uh, not – now I'm not saying it's one right after another, but I can tell you that every single day there are multiple people that pose at that statue. And before that – it was multiple people posing, you know, in the old stadium yeah. where you look right in, where you're talking about. And that's just part of it. I, I, I think for people, and I grew up outside Fayetteville and moved here, you know, many, many years ago. But, you know, when you come to Fayetteville, when you live in another part of the state and you come to Fayetteville, whether it be for a Razorback game on Saturday or for something during the week or any time of the year, you're going to drive by that stadium. Yep. You're going to take a look at that stadium. You're going to drive by Bud Walton Arena. You're going to end up down at the baseball park. You're going to marvel at the track. You're going to say, well, that's, that's, that's that, you know, let's go down and look at that new softball park. Um, that's what everybody does when they come to Fayetteville. And you show your kid. I mean, last time I did you that. You bore them with old stories they don't care about. But I was so proud as a father because me and Dylan were up there uh, – 
I went and saw Top Gun uh, and because Laura and Abigail were gone to some cheer thing at the amp. He's like, hey, Dad, Dad, can we drive by the stadium? I said, absolutely. You know, so, I mean, it's just uh, – it's just ingrained in all of us. And I think if you didn't have that opening there for all those years on that end where you could see in, probably wouldn't be that kind of – I don't know if that's a tradition, but it wouldn't be a, a habit we all have when we live outside of Fayetteville. Tommy, you're telling me you didn't, you didn't go to that CCU event at the AM? You're telling me that wasn't <laughs> no. pulling you – pulling you in <laughs> no unfortunately it's pulled them in and now it's pulled my wallet in to uh to, to all that cheer stuff man oh man you, you know it's you, you bring that up tommy and girl dads will tell you it's probably a blessing my dad who initially had three or two rambunctious sons who he loves at least i hope he loves me i think he does but then was blessed with three awesome stepdaughters it's just a just a change of pace you see the reaction and i know I know, Tommy, you give a hard, me a hard time about those birth reveals, which I have yet yeah. to go to one, by the way. I just want to be perfectly yeah. abundantly clear about that. On the front row but it. the reaction of the father when it's blue compared to pink is night and day because he's got a million things going through his head. You're supposed to hide, supposed to hide that emotion. Ties, so. <laughs> hey, uh, Fast Fiber Internet from Wave Rural Connect uh, has a new zone that's open. Chuck, you know where Hagerville is? I do. I figured you did. Drove uh, through it the other day, as yeah. a matter of fact. Yeah, it's up there north of Clark. Hagerville. Hagerville. Is it Hagerville? Hagerville. Did I get it wrong? It's not yeah, ha- yeah, Hagerville? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The locals run you out for that. Well, you know what they got now? That A lot of us that live, uh, city slickers don't have a good internet. You know, know so if you live there in Johnson County, they can sign you up at 10577 Highway 123 in Clarksville, soon to be named Chuck Barrett Highway. Uh, that's Highway 123 in Clark. Which exit's that, Chuck? You know? Well, to get to 123, you can probably take any of them and yeah. get there. It's north of town. Anyway, they'll be answering questions. You can sign up from 7:30 to 5. And uh, if you can't make it today, that's going to be a big sign-up event today there in Clarksville. You can get the install for free. Uh, that's through November 14th. And find out more on Facebook. But get signed up for Internet and call 1-833-492-8372 for more information. High-speed Internet uh, expanding. Hagerville, right? Hagerville. Hagerville. So, hey, um, Saturday's another big scrimmage. In fact, the big, maybe the biggest scrimmage of the three uh, is this week. I, I I know a lot of things. I think a lot of the starters are settled, Chuck. We've talked about this. This is where you're going to earn your playing time as a two versus being a three, I think, this weekend. Is that all right? Well, I think a lot of that may be happening, you know, as we speak. And, and um, the scrimmage on Saturday, the, the one that's two weeks out, is always the one that I thought was, you know, the one to, you know, that was the most important one. Uh, because I think they do have a good idea about what their two deep's going to look like. And um, you know, by the time we get to a week from Saturday, you know they're going to be, you know they're going to be having a mock game. I mean, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be running out of the locker room and doing the whole deal like they do to get ready. And then, well, they have the band out there. They've done I don't know before. about that. Chad part. did that, didn't he? Had the band I out there? don't remember that part. Okay. But uh, um, because after that, I mean, you're into game week mode. Yeah. So the next two weekends. Uh, Saturday's uh, scrimmage will be important, no doubt about it. The one after that, it'll be, um, I mean, you know, you're putting the polish on at that point. So it's, um, its you know, there's theres there's been a lot more put to bed than you might think. I was talking to someone, guys, that uh, some, a set of eyes I trust, let's put it that way, that was there last Saturday, and uh, he, he was very impressed with how they ran the football. He said the law offensive line is exactly what we think it is. It's the real deal. They were able to line up and run the ball, and uh, I, I think that's exactly what we're going to see in game one. So, if you say that, 
I think a lot of people jump to the conclusion of, well, the defensive line isn't getting pressure. They're not. They're not run defenses. Like, how do you balance the positivity of the offense succeeding or the positivity of the defense stopping? Because I feel like people just immediately jump to, well, the other unit's not doing their job. Then if this one's having success. Well, it's not always ones versus ones in practice, but what you're seeing, I think, is execution, Chuck. And um, bottom line is, I think this team, at least early, is going to go as far as they can running the football. Well, what we don't know, and you're right, we don't know who is running against what unit. We don't, you know, we don't, we don't know exactly how all that played out. I, I think they'll be, uh, I think they'll be fine running the football. I think the caller from Russellville um, earlier in the hour, Danny, made the point. I, I think Danny made the point. Um, you got to get off the field. Um, this is not going to be, guys. Let's 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 not kid ourselves. This is not going to be. This is not going to be Alabama's defense that holds teams to ninety-eight rushing yards a ball. It, it ain't going to be like that. Going to be twelve points a game. Um, they're going to, you know, they're going to give up some. And um, uh, but you know, again, I'll go back to what we've talked about many, many times. You brought it up a bit earlier, Ty, when you talked about third-down defense. Great defenses are great situational defenses. I can remember Keith Jackson and I had an argument in the year Auburn won it with Cam Newton. Um, If memory serves me right, they were the first team to win at all while giving up more than 20 points a game. And we argued about whether a team would ever be able to do that. He didn't think they would. I've always felt like defense has changed with the evolution of offenses. And the shutdown defense is is just, (laughs) you just don't see very many of them. Good defenses are good on third down. They're good situational defenses. They get other teams behind the chains. Um, They may bend a little bit. They may give up some points. I mean, there are great offenses out there now. And... um, so, you know, you got to get off the field. That's yeah. the deal. you got to get off the field. Well, and Ty, what was he you said earlier? 15th in the country last year? Yes. Third down. Yeah, that's exactly 15th. right. That's, 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 that's situational football right that's there. It, that's what it's all about because I was at a, I was at a, uh, a high school scrimmage last night. And just, just to, to and use an example of the point, one team had it fourth. They were on the short end of the field, had it fourth and 22. And the quarterback went to the right, went all the way back to the left, ran 100 yards, but got the got 24, got a first down. That play, and I heard the coach screaming at his players, you know, that play cost them a touchdown because five plays later they scored. It's those kind of plays right there that if you can get your team off the field, you take the ball away well, from them. It's, it's that simple sometimes. If they can get Cincinnati to go for it on their own end of the field, fourth and no, 20. It's the short end. Short end of the field. Short end of the field. I'm sorry. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, if, yeah, if you can get them, obviously, in situations like that and, and, and big plays like yeah. that, you're right. And, and um, That's more, a bigger defensive play than offensive more, play. More and more. It, it, is, it is a game of situations. And um, – it's always been that way, but I think it's even more so now. I just, that's a back-breaking mental play when Absolutely. you let someone go 24 on Absolutely. you with 4th and 22. And you had a few of those last year, but again, the situational side. And Arkansas's defense, after Jalen Cowan, it took him. I think it was the Auburn game where Bo Nix carved him up, and then they, they kind of figured it out. I mean, Slusher made that interception in the LSU game, and they... Pretty much stoned Missouri. I know those were some lesser teams last year, but you'd love to see them kind of get going. And Well, here's the thing, though, Ty. If you compare Arkansas's defense, if your standard of whether Arkansas is a good defense or not is Alabama and Georgia, well, uh, they're not going to be as good as those teams are. 
if 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 you're in your mind thinking, well, they're not a good defense if they're at that level, that's not correct. Um, now, statistically, uh, you can add up all kinds of numbers, and you can, you know, if you're good at it, you can make numbers say pretty much anything you want. Um, but if this team's good situationally on third down, particularly, and if um, they're able to get off the field, as Danny said a little bit earlier, they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. The, the object of the ball game is to score one more point than the other team. And if your defense allows you to score one more point than the other team, in my mind, they've had a good day. And here's the uh, here's something that Tommy's discussed. Arkansas running the football this year. I don't know if they're going to be top in Power 5, but I do think they're going to be better offensively overall. Last year, Arkansas out of 130 teams was 91st in time of possession. Guys, I think that's going to be amped up last year. Maybe it's just my short-term memory loss, but I felt like Arkansas a lot of times would go three and out or two two like first downs and out, or they'd score a touchdown. I, I just felt like there was no in-between. There was rarely a time where they'd go 30, 40 yards and get nothing out of it. I just felt like they were going to score or they were going to get stopped quick. And I think you'll see more success. And, Tommy, as you've addressed, more success you have on offense, more time you have the ball. That defense is getting some water. They're sitting in front of those fans, and they're getting a little break. And if they can do that, this offense explodes like we think it can this year. I think that only helps this Arkansas defense just kind of get some rest, which they didn't necessarily have last year. Yeah, and I think your point on time of possession is generally right, right, but that can lie to you as well. I mean, time of possession to me isn't the only thing that you look at. It's drive efficiency. And, Chuck, what is it? About 11 to 13 drives is what a team's going to get in a ball game. Can you go score on more than half of those? And that, that to me, is, is the thing is when we look up at the end of the, the year, what percentage of the drives did you put points on the board? Well, I think the thing that they have the ability to do, I believe they'll have the ability to do with their offensive line is control the tempo of the game. That's what a great offensive line allows you to do. If your defense does need some time on the sidelines and you need to keep the football for a little while, um, you've got the ability to do that. Uh, If you need a four-minute drive, you've got the ability to control the pace of that drive. If you need a four-minute drive to win the game, um, running the football, you've got the ability to do that. If you need to score quickly in a two-minute situation, you've got the ability to control the tempo of the ball game as it's happening. That's what a great offensive line, in my mind, does, and that's why I think it's arguably, um, and I would make the argument, that it's the most important unit on the field in terms of position groups because that's what allows you to control everything, in my mind. That's what allows you to control everything in the football game. Is that your most talented position group when you look at what you have returning? Oh, I don't know. What you have? I don't know. We're going to find out. No, I think the most talented position group returning is quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I think. I think number one is the most talented position group returning. But I think the offensive line's got a chance to be a real strength of this team. And um, they were physical a year ago. I expect them to be even more physical this year. If they are, you're going to win eight or nine ball games yeah. at least, yeah. I, I believe. And, 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 and again, it, 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 it comes down to the close games. You're going to play close games. And that's where, you know, that's, that's where a lot of times, if, obviously, if you've got the football, you've got to make the play. I think when you look at games in recent pasts and the offensive lines of different units bending their will, 
to an opponent. I, I think about what that LSU-Arkansas game was in 2010 where Les Miles and company just could not stop Nile Davis and Arkansas running the football. And Ray, there's this, I think there's this one pancake block that Ray Dominguez had that year. You're going to see some pancake blocks from this offensive line you did. And what you like, now you're not going to be able to do this against Alabama or, and likely, t- I say that you can't do it against Texas A&M. You did in the first half. But if as you did against Penn State last year, Tommy, if you can just keep pounding them into oblivion, that's just going to set the tone for the year where you have this quarterback that can sling it too, but why throw it when you, you keep running the football and they can't stop you? Well, you kind of need three threats every time you come to the line of scrimmage. Are they going to run it? Is the quarterback going to do an RPO? Or is Hazelwood or Warren Thompson? or well, That's Malik what the RPO I mean, is. Gives right. you options. Gives you three gives you I- options. And it keeps the defense guessing, Chuck. So when, when you come to the line of scrimmage, is the other stuff good enough that they can't bring the safety down, load up the box, and then if they do, can you make them pay for it? Well, I mean, going back to what we were talking about, the offensive line, mm-hmm. that's what gives you the chance right. to do all that. And and that's why I think they will be good offensively. I think they'll be able to do a lot of things offensively. Um, uh, you know, this is, this is going to be good offense. They're going to score points, and it's going to start with the offensive line. And I tell you what I like about this offensive line as we close it down is they've got some good young players that are going to get developed this year uh, behind these veterans and behind four starters and a Luke Jones that's got a lot of experience. I like the guys that are coming up, whether it's you know Chambly or Harris or any of the young players that are going to get, I think, significant playing time in spots this year. They'll get some. Uh, they'll get some as the game allows and as the opponent allows. Um, you know, one thing that you notice, um, and I can tell you from filling out two deeps for everybody, two, three, and four deeps for everybody, um, lots of teams are only going to play in terms of significant snaps. Um, two or three of those backup offensive linemen. Some of them will get snaps. Some of them are just filling spots. And that's just that's just the truth. I mean, that's just kind of how it works on every team. But they've recruited better in that spot. And I think that, you know, sometimes development, as we will see this year with some of the players who perform well that, you know, we've not seen perform well in games before. Development's not just in games. Development's in practice. And even though a lot of these guys may not necessarily get huge minutes in a ball game, there's still development going on every day. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Chuck, you and I are in the uh, ESPN 104.3 studios in Harrison, uh, and I think 
Probably a lot of Arkansas got a little welcome rain overnight. I looked at the map because, you know, I do like the weather. Yeah. If this sports thing falls apart, in fact, I think I may switch to weather. <laughs> but, um, it, uh, yeah, everybody got a little uh, drink. In front of the green screen. You know, yeah, well, I didn't, you know. I, you I roll just, up your I sleeves when the weather gets the weather. bad. I've know? always been fascinated by the weather. It's always been kind of my second you know, interest beyond sports. So storm most chaser. people don't know that. Chief, I would be a storm chaser. Chuck I, that's what I would be. I would be a storm chaser. There you go. I think. Uh, I think people could could watch that. I'd, Can I, you I, say I, tornado? Hey, I could. Uh, <laughs> I, pray, I could probably say a lot of things if a tornado was after me. Uh, Tornadoes over there. Yeah. <laughs> we got sent, guys. We got sent a video of what Destin looked like, and there was just giant it. It looked like a tornado in the sea, which I know is a hurricane, but it was not because Tommy was making the fun. Water spout. It's water spout. Yeah, is that what it is? One. Okay. Yeah, it's well, a that huge was water spout. That was not exactly a, uh, a pleasant moment when we saw that and we're a week out from going next week. So you heard Sam at the top of our open talking about the uh, the connection him and KJ have. Well, it's kind of a two-way street. We trust in him. We trust in the whole coaching staff that he put together. And then just also just being a lawyer. I mean, the main thing is being a lawyer. Once you get a new coaching staff, they come in. And once you gain their trust, you just have to be loyal and just willing to do anything for the coaching staff. And just, I mean, my teammates, we all just, we love the way Coach Pittman came in, bought into the system that he put together around us and the culture that he brought back with the hard uh, working mentality. So we all just bought in and trust the process. Guys, how many times do we see a new staff come in and players, particularly quarterbacks, jump ship? KJ didn't do that. And, Chuck, as you brought up, they brought Franks in, and he still stayed on board. Well, I mean, KJ's a leader. That's why his teammates follow him. Um, you know, they um, – uh, I think they realize what he's been through, you know, what he's done to prepare himself to play, uh, you know, the, the paying the dues aspect of it. You know, if you remember when KJ was brought in, I mean, a lot of people thought he'd play right away. A lot of people thought he'd play right away. They hadn't seen him play, but they still thought he'd play right away. And uh, he needed to develop, and he has. And uh, I think KJ's great. I mean, I, I I think KJ's what gives you a chance to win every game. And um, I think that he's uh, in the same mold of uh, some of the great players we've had here, that every time you play, you feel like you're going to win. Uh, that's, that's, that's the quality that he brings, not just to us as observers, but – more importantly to the guys that he's in the huddle with. They believe he's going to win, and they believe they're going to win because of him, because of his leadership, and that's that's what a quarterback has to have. I'm not saying he's Matt Jones, but he's the closest thing you've had to Matt Jones in the ability to run the football as a quarterback and to be a threat since Matt's played. Is that, am I right on that? Well, he's, he's, he's the guy that you have to account for. Every defensive coordinator and your alignment, everything you do, you have to, uh, you have to account for. Now, um, with respect to Matt, I think KJ's a better passer. I think he's got a stronger arm. I think he's more of a threat through the air than Matt was, although, you know, Matt wasn't chopped liver. But, um, you know, Matt had an excitement about him that, and a competitiveness about him and a gamesmanship about him that, you know, you knew that he was going to find a way. And I think there is the same feeling about KJ. Yeah, when Matt took off with the football, though, running it, anything could happen and I think with KJ he may not outrun everybody to the goal line because he's a bigger thicker guy but you, you never know when he takes a snap what could happen with his legs different guys though different styles though different ways of running I mean if you remember Matt the thing that made it so incredible to watch him was I mean you'd see linebackers and safeties that seemingly had the angle and then poof he was gone 
um, KJ's not going to be a guy that, you know, I mean, you get the right angle on KJ, you're going to hit him. But the yeah. chances are he's going to deliver the better part of the blow because he's, you know, he's got that forward momentum and he's 230 pounds. So they're different types of runners. Um, but I think that at the end of the day, their teammates feel like they're going to score. Yeah. They're going to put the ball in the end zone. Y'all remember that Mississippi State game in 2019? KJ takes that read option up the middle and just barrels over a Mississippi State safety. First time he got any action on the field, that was during the Chad Morris era. I think a lot of people knew right then and there. And I don't know how many people could have predicted what KJ is now, but you saw a guy immediately that, you know, when a light bulb goes on, a light bulb went on and a lot of Razorback fans' heads says, this guy's going to play, and he's going to be quarterback, and he's going to be a threat at some point. Might not be under Morris, which we found out, but that was when I first knew. I was like, man, this guy, uh, this guy's not going to be easy to bring down in future years. Well, you know, we saw the power early on. Um, but, you know, again, and I give Kendall Bryles a lot of credit. I, I give Sam Pittman and just the offensive staff a lot of credit because KJ's done his developing under their watch. And the thing that you cannot do is try to turn a, a naturally gifted player into something that he's not. You've got to build on what he has. You may add things to it. You may try to pull a few things back here and there. But you can't change the identity of a player. And um, I'm sure they had – Probably wished Matt Jones had done a few things more like a conventional quarterback when he was here. And I'm sure there are times when, you know, they cringe a little bit when KJ does certain things because it's not in the conventional mode. But I think they've done a great job developing it. Yeah, and he, he certainly can do things kind of like in the vein of Matt that uh, just, just nobody else on the field could ever do. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Tommy Josh Heupel says that running through the T in Knoxville is as good as it gets in college football. Now, we know the best traditions in this league reside in Fayetteville, Arkansas, the mecca of college sports. But you had to pick one or two outside of what happens in the college town residing in northwest Arkansas. What are some other SEC things that you kind of like seeing? I'd like to see the, and you're going to get to see this. I'd love to uh, see the eagle fly at Auburn. I think that's one of the neatest and most unique traditions in in college sports. I've been there when they ran through the tee at at Knoxville and at Neyland Stadium. That is a that's an awesome deal. It's, it's just like running through the A. And I, I love that pageantry and tradition. But if, if I got to pick one, I, I mean, South Carolina is not the mecca of college football by any stretch. But when that when that rooster crow or whatever you want to hear, you can hear it in the background watching on TV. That'd be cool to experience some of that. Um, I think the programs that are kind of like in, in Arkansas's uh, status in this league probably have some of the better fan traditions, um, and and I'd like to see uh, I'd like to see those couple of things for sure. Should I bring my pellet gun for the eagle? Uh, well, only if you want to go to jail. <sighs> yeah, the, so, uh, uh, I think what's his face? Who's the Harvey Updike learned his lesson when it comes to uh, damaging an Auburn tradition when he 
when he poisoned the tumor trees. I think uh, I think there'd be about eighty something thousand fans that would want to beat me, and probably a hundred thousand people in PETA, and then the uh, Auburn cops would probably yeah. not take too kindly to me down there. They would all come after the U.S. Marshals that uh, got you for uh, killing an endangered species and our national uh, bird or the na- <laughs> one of our symbols in our country. How unpatriotic of you, Ty. But even suggest. if it's an Auburn Eagle, is there not a is there not, not a, a line that we draw? Do we not draw that line somewhere? An, so an, up, a, an updike clause yeah. in, the, uh, in the rules? Now, so. he, here's mine. Now, I wouldn't want to hear this down in Death Valley when Arkansas is playing, but when that man plays neck after a game, which, yes, it has some explicatives in it. I know that, but that stadium gets loud. And I'll, I'll say this. That's the venue that before I... Was it is it kick the crow or kick the crow's nest? How do you say when you when you when you die? What's the kick old phrase? The kick the bucket. Before I kick the bucket, I will watch a football game inside of Tiger Stadium. I have to do it. I almost, I think you have to do it in Razor in Razorback Red, but you got to have a couple friends around you because you asked that Big question. Friends. You got to yeah. You asked large that, human beings. What did you say? You were like, I'll pay you thousand dollars if you go down that game and sit by yourself and raise your back grand. I said, I don't think I could do that. I was yeah. like, I'll do it with one buddy and I'll still take. And we'll split it five hundred a pop, but I ain't doing it by myself for a grand. I, I think that uh, the the hospital bill, Tommy, would probably re- would be more expensive than that grand that was bestowed upon me for that trip. Yeah, that would. Uh That'd be some tough stuff there. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that's that's one of those places. But you know, it, it's known for the the atmosphere and the volume of noise. But do they have that one thing like calling the hogs or the eagle or some of those some of those things? Maybe they do at Tiger Stadium. I'm just not aware. But I think if it's a great tradition, you know, it's one of those things that just come to mind. Yeah, I would. I neck doesn't isn't universally loved. So it's like with other stadiums you go and you think about that one tradition that everyone loves there's some some people that don't appreciate that when it's played by the band but some do when it comes to that i saw you'll you'll you always like talking notre dame apparently john durand of the sports business journal is saying they're going to make more than double of what they're currently getting with nbc about 60 million dollars from that network so that's you say 60 60 million Woo. That's the case. That's per year. That's on a per per year basis. If that's the yeah. case, why do you join if you're Notre Dame? I know, well, I know that's you don't. That's I mean that's because they're they're divisions by one, um, and everyone now, wants to schedule. It's not like they're going to have a tough time with scheduling, Tommy. No, yeah, everybody wants Notre Dame to come to their stadium. Now, the the, the question: Why would you ever want to join? And that's if the rules or the situation changes where they're not going to have the the same or equal access to the college football playoff Great point. that teams in a conference would have. So if, if there comes a point where, you know, the power brokers of the game say, hey, we're going we're gonna to devise the rules where Notre Dame's out, and that'll force their hand. But until that time, Notre Dame's going to take their $60 million and uh, keep it all to themselves. Uh, they're going to enjoy that $60 mil. All right, last thing here in your SEC update brought to you by Actually Air. We got the FPI rankings on percentage of, hey, who are you going to be? Cincinnati, you've got a, we'll just round these up, a 60% chance to win. South Carolina, Tommy, a 72% chance of winning. Texas A&M, a 40. Bama's at 12. Mississippi State's at 39. Auburn's at 30. LSU's at 46, which I find peculiar. And then Ole Miss is at 50. Missouri's at 65. Looking at this list, what's the biggest percentage that stands out to you that you don't necessarily agree with 
that I don't agree with. Um, I think it's interesting that Ole Miss is basically a dead heat 50-50. I think the Cincinnati game gives you a slight edge at 60. South Carolina would be the one that I absolutely think is off the charts. Uh, 72%. My thought was either we have way – underestimated Arkansas or overestimated South Carolina. When I saw that number from the FPI, and it didn't always get it right, to me that game's much more 50-50. The other thing that stood out to me, and you may laugh at this, Alabama at 12%, I don't know what it was last year, but it seems like we've – I guess we got so conditioned to – you know, Arkansas had a 2% chance of winning that game. It seems like you've made great improvement to get to 12% against Bama. So that kind of jumped out at me a little bit. I hope uh, hope that FBI gets a little even lower before they play Alabama. You know, you'll pick and choose what you believe, and the rest of it's garbage. You know, oh, that that number's not right, but, boy, this number is right. So you kind of pick and choose what you like. But if you like this stuff and the FPI numbers, it points out again a game that I've talked about and think is a key game is that BYU game, 53.6%. Now, you're, it says you're a slight road favorite. That is not going to be easy going to Provo and winning that football game. And I said I've never picked a non-conference game as a swing game, but that's the one I have as a swing game. Yep. That's the game that you have before you go to a bye. So I think that – I mean, looking at this list, and ESPN FBI is not the end-all, be-all, but that's where I got it at. Tommy, here's the thing about South Carolina you were asking about before we close out this SEC update. They were 90th in rushing defense last year. I remember, Drew, who's the guy that y'all talked to on, on halftime from South Carolina at SEC Media Days? I can't remember, but I remember him specifically saying that they couldn't stop a paper bag. Tommy, if me, you, Drew, or Chuck came through the hole, we probably each averaged six yards a carry. It was that bad. South Carolina's rush defense was horrendous. And if we think this Arkansas offense rushing the ball is going to be as potent as we've been talking about, then maybe that game's not as close as we originally thought it was going to be. Well, if if Arkansas, you'll know a little more, obviously we'll know more about everybody after week one, but if Arkansas is able to establish the run and, they can pretty well can, can dictate the tempo and what they want to do with the ground game. Uh, I think we'll like our chances even better against South Carolina. Um, if Arkansas can't control the line of scrimmage and is unable to run against Cincinnati, uh, we're going to be wringing our hands a little bit more going into week two. That's going to do it for your SEC update brought to you by Ashley Air, Tommy. Hey, when you need a plumber, call the name you know and trust. That's Ashley Air. The same great people that take care of your heating and cooling can now handle your plumbing needs as well. Take $50 off any plumbing repair or get a drain cleaning done for $129. Both come with a two-year parts and labor warranty. Some restrictions apply. Clogged drains, leaky faucets, Ashley Air is the one to call. Go to AshleyAir.com to schedule your plumbing service today. That's AshleyAir.com. Proud sponsors of Razorback Athletics. All right, last thing to get here on the show. Tommy, you feel right with your body like Zach Williams does, right? By experience, I've become one with my body, like with the weight and stuff like that, and I feel like there's no reason that I shouldn't have just a breakout this year. Now, you're going to break out this year at age 46, and you feel one with your body, do you not? Because I, I, I would think that yeah, with this upcoming refereeing season, I mean, how are you getting ready for high school football and basketball down the road? Are you doing what Zach's doing? To get ready, because well, he sure seems one with his body. Are you got under that Jamil Walker strength and conditioning program? 
Ty, as I, as, as I like to say, if you just stay ready, you don't have to get ready. So, I mean, that's that's kind of always the program that I've operated off of. Is if you just if you stay in game shape and game mode, you don't have to worry about getting there in the off season. Yes. So that's kind of my philosophy on it. I'd say it's a good one to abide by yeah. here, especially. Not sure I'm abiding by it, but that's just a good philosophy to to, have, to, so. to fall. It's like what do you always? What's the old phrase? Do as I say, not as I do. Well, you're doing as I say, just not yeah. necessarily doing what you're supposed yeah, to do i something like that we're uh we're back into it I'll, I'll say this football season for most of us you eat and drink more than you do in any part of the year any pushback on that i mean this is where we were talking about gaining weight yesterday this well, is where the the boys uh they, they pack on a few and that's okay you sit on the there's holidays there's christmas there's thanksgiving you, know, I mean, you got a lot of stuff to look forward to eating eating and drinking this year there's definitely more temptation to uh to maybe sway away or to linger off of your diet program this time of this upcoming time of the year. So yeah, you got to watch it because everything's so social. I mean, right? I mean, everything you do is a social activity at tailgating, watch parties, all these things with football. So it's it's easy to uh, to let your trainer down or your, 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 whoever's <laughs> doing your diet plan. You, you could really uh, disappoint him in a hurry this time of year. So we're going to get a chance. We heard from... Zach Williams and Eric Gregory heard from uh, a couple other guys earlier this week as well. Today, oh, special teams. Now, I want to. I want Cam Little to say that I'm the best kicker in the SEC, and that the knuckleheads, the guys that don't know anything at SEC Media Day, should have picked me in that slot. He didn't get. He didn't even get third team, man. He didn't get first. He didn't get second. He didn't get third. Did he only miss like two kicks last year, Tommy? Two or three? You want a cocky kicker. You want a confident kicker. You want someone, you know, maybe not the one that like Peyton Manning had, had that, you know, just we're talking about a kicker guy. What did he say? All, all liquored up and run his mouth or whatever he said. You don't want that guy, but, you know, you want a confident kicker with a little swagger. So, yeah, if, you know, if he comes out and has something uh, you know, kind of flamboyant to say, I'm all for it. So I remember how criticized Scott Fountain was in year one, and they were just, awful it was like a transition from morris to fountain special teams and then man you think about how many special team plays that you made last year in the kicking game the fake field goal against lsu the fake field goal against bama cam little hitting the game winner against lsu bud light next is available nationwide today anywhere you can buy your other bud light products this podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. How about Captain Crunch's Crunch Berries with breakfast? Whoa, Dad, we're on Crunch Island. <gasps> it's Jean foot. <laughs> and he stole our crunch. Quick, the zip line. He's getting away. Throw our last Crunch Berry. No! No one steals my Crunch Berries. I think you mean my Crunch Berries. Choose your own Crunch Venture with Captain Crunch. Hey parents, Greenlight is here to take one big thing off your to-do list, teaching your kids about money. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids and teens learn to earn, save, and invest. You can send money instantly, set flexible controls, and get real-time notifications of your kids' money activity. 
set up chores, and put allowance on autopilot to reward them for their hard work. Then learn about the world of money together. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast.